Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. I'm Dan and with me again as always is the wonderful, ebullient and slightly sun-touched Sarah. Hello! How are you doing? <laughs> I'm alright, I've been for a long walk and as a result I've got a slight sunstroke and I've got so much to talk about this week that I'm going to have to talk even faster than normal. Awesome! I look forward to it. Uh, the walk does sound lovely, and of course, we all know you're British, so uh, about three minutes of direct exposure to the sun will give you sunstroke, yes? Two and a half, two and a half, man. Uh, cool. We can't in Sydney. <laughs> well, we could try, but I don't think it'll work. All right, well, uh, man, last week was huge. We had stuff going on all over the place. The Ravister, uh, NVGP was a weird... Yep week of racing. I think we actually lost a team to a tornado at one point. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and more. Come on, catch me up. Yeah, we had we had apocalyptic um, weather conditions that were made it impossible to cycle. Um, and <laughs> for the, about the third time, about the twice in three years, I think they should possibly never have that stage again. We had Italian racing. We had um, races coming down to five kilometer time trials, which is always exciting because, you know, tiny, tiny, tiny gaps. Um, the Netherlands, England. Italy, USA, and now it's Nationals Week, so it's just not going to stop. Excellent, <laughs> and, until it does. But for now, it's not going to stop. And now it's not going to stop! Yes, you can't. Luckily, this isn't a video podcast, so you couldn't see me waving my hands and shaking my hair manically, but I'm sure you can imagine the visual. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, which, uh, which race should we kick off with? Um, let's kick off with Rabo Stare. I, I love Rabo Stare. I mean, they've, they've just... They really love their fans, you know, and, and actually Rabo Beach of Trentino has been quite interesting this week. I mean, Rabo they have a live ticker, they have photos, they have websites, it's in the Netherlands. It's in this part of the Netherlands where they really love their cycling, so it's on like about four different local news channels every night, so you can see it. Um, I might have told you this last week, but it's a pancake flat place, yeah, it's, it's just like these little, the, the parts of, the, of Zealand where, you know, they've kind of pulled bits out of the sea and turned them into bits of farmland and stuff. Mm. Um, and the parkour is ridiculous. They've got these courses where they'll go from these really, really epic big bridges that connect island to island and, you know, loads and loads of that Dutch engineering to stop the sea eating the country. And then, like, ten minutes later, they're going along these little tiny cobbled tracks, which you couldn't call a road at all. And then they're back into, like... Um, and very polite cobbled towns and things. So it's got everything. And it's one of those ones where it's got inter where the intermediate bonifications make a massive difference to the general classification. So it's not just about sprinting around to the end. It's about, you know, everyone attacking all the time and then going for the intermediate sprint points. So fun times. Awesome. It was it's brilliant. I really want to go. When you see the video, it's like this such a strange landscape. You know, flat, windy, well, generally rainy, actually. Um, I think Holland possibly shares British weather uh, with, as we share the, you know, as we share the North Sea. But yeah, it's just, it's just mental and so beautiful. So the first stage, so it's a 5k time trial, and actually, this because it's all about the intermediate bonification seconds. Generally, the the, the it really kind of it's a really good way to kick it off because you get like some instant um in, some, some instant drama about who's there, 
And um, Mariana Voss won it last year, and she wasn't there because she's, you know, she's broken her collarbone. Um, Annemiek van Vleuten wasn't there this year either. Um, however, it was their teammate, Iris Slappendel, who won the ITT, and that's brilliant. And awesome. she... She's a really great rider. They've got this. They've got this video on the um, Rabo Sports YouTube, where she's just got this enormous smile all over her face, and they're filming her at various different points. And all she's doing is smiling and being really happy, and just just being smiling, happy Dutch. Just it's just brilliant. <laughs> I like that we've connected those three things: smiling, happy, and Dutch. There you go. <laughs> Well, oh, I, I don't know. There's something about the Dutch. Oh, you know, I'm. I think. I think. I think. I've probably got a romanticised view of the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I used to, I'm sure the Dutch won't mind. <laughs> I used to work with a Dutch girl um, in an outdoor activity centre who said, "Yeah, yeah, everyone thinks that the Dutch are crazy, but that's the ones who leave the country." <laughs> 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 There's a reason we leave. I think it's. I think New Zealanders say the same thing about them as well, don't they? Uh, no, New Zealanders never admit to being crazy. <laughs> they just secretly are exactly yep. so it started off with Slappendale 1 with Amy Peters who's from Skill Argos young rider, young redheaded rider second and um, one of your compatriots Jessie McLean in Australia and I told you last week there were two Australian teams out there Yeah, so we're looking Australian... for a way to squeeze a third in I've heard it's just a yeah, rumour you... at the moment but yeah apparently we're going to turn Tasmania into a separate nation <laughs> hey Matt, the number of really brilliant cyclist you've got from Tassie I think it could actually you'd actually might it might, it might actually backfire on you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so they had so Jessie McLean is normally rides for Green Age and there but she was um, masquerading as the Australian national squad and the other Australian team was Jayco AIS which is their track team basically it's the four riders who are going to be um, going to the Olympics as the as the team pursuit team um, and one of those was Amy Cure. <laughs> <laughs> and Amy Cure won the second stage, and she won it from a uh, a, a big um, a big breakaway. Yeah, yep. and it's, it's an interesting race because Kirsten Field from Art Our Drink before the race, I was saying she's the one to watch out for. She's won it in two thousand and six and two thousand and ten, and she's just like the absolute dominant Dutch sprinter. She's the queen of Dutch sprinting, and if it starts raining, if it's got cobbles, if it's elbows, it she's just there. She's brilliant. So Kirsten Veeld had, had eaten up the intermediate sprint point bonifications and actually her teammate Lizzie Armistead was right on her wheel to make sure no one else got the others. <laughs> 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 Which is a tactic I love. Yes. And at the start of the season I'd wondered how Lizzie and Kirsten would ride together because they're both superstar sprinters, yeah? Mm. The answer's just been really, really annoyingly for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You've got to love it. Yeah, so um, so Amy Cure attacked about 40km to go, and she got up to about a minute and a 40. And then it was one of those races, and you could see it on the ticker and on the tweets, like, you know, would, would Cure make it to the end before the peloton made it to Cure? And she won, and she won by about 21 seconds, which took her into the lead. But because of Veeld's um, uh, bonification, she was right behind her. So it's all down to the third stage, yeah? Cool. Exciting, exciting times, really, honestly. <laughs> so, um, third stage, Veeld just goes out like a crazy person. And she won the first sprint, then she won the second sprint. And it's madness. There's a, a drink dominating the race. Everyone's trying to attack off the front. 
you know, Pauline Fran Prevost, who I generally think of as cyclocross in mountains, was having a having a go solo, and Lisbeth de Vocht and everyone, and oh, it was crazy. But it all came down to a bunch sprint, and Veld won, and she won, and she won the GC, and it was very exciting. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> and um, Amy Cure, your Aussie girl, came second by three seconds, with um, Amy Peters twelve seconds behind in third. So you know, good times basically. Um, it's exciting for us for Aussie actually. Because once, um, you know, once they get these riders like Amy Cure and Nettie Edmondson and all these riders who've been concentrating on the track, dot, 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 once the Olympics is over, we might see even more of you um, down-under convict types coming over and stealing our races. Exactly. That's our plan. Uh, we've run out of races to steal here, so we're going yeah, to yeah. steal yours. <laughs> steal our races, yes. bastards. I think we just have to... Um, we just have to make sure Europe has better um, visa controls, tighter visa controls to stop you getting in. Uh, you, you need us. You need us now <laughs> mining money. <laughs> yeah, someone has to make money at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. And then come over and spend it on uh, Belgian beer in Belgium. I'll yes, do that. I'll put my hand up for that job. I'll do that. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be honest, uh, most 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 Aussies that we see over here are generally coming over here to spend their money on British beer in Britain. So, you know, it's all good. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah, they're the crazy ones. <laughs> hey, it could be worse. American beer? Question mark? No. Nope. Raised eyebrows? Nope. My, uh, my entire attitude towards American beer was uh, changed last, well, last few times I was there, actually. Has a wonderful microbrewing culture. America. Oh. Yes. <laughs> America, you're so fine. You're so fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and and it's still only about seven o'clock in the morning with you. Indeed. Indeed. Shaking my head, man. Um, yeah. So the second set of racing is tour series in the UK. Yeah, and this is a set of um, the men's tour series. I can't remember how many races they have. Loads, and it's it's city centre crits, and they're really good fun. Actually, they're good fun to. I went to one last year, and they're really good fun to watch because you know tiny little court tiny little laps with like bendy twisty things and stuff and it's a really good it's really good times uh, you get people just cheering their heads off at the at the side but they have as part of the men a part of the tour series they have the johnson's health tech gp series um and it was N all not coming not down a good name at all <laughs> trips off the tongue yeah and there's a there's an interesting thing because johnson's health health tech um, they they run the companies that include Horizon Fitness and Matrix oh. Fitness. Yes, yeah. which is a team. <laughs> they also sponsor a team. They're fantastic. So they sponsor a team and they sponsor the series. So they're a good company. They may not trip off. Yeah. But, you know, good good times. So it was um, Annie Simpson from Matrix had won the first um, one. And then um, there'd been a load of, you know, every, then no one had won more than one, actually. Um, last year, the whole series was won by Helen Wyman, who's just, you know, superstar, cyclocross superstar, hilarious woman, uh, brilliant, brilliant person. She'd not won one. So I think she attacked something like 300 meters. <laughs> <laughs> in the last race and i think it took everyone else by surprise because you know you don't expect someone to attack at 300 meters and make it all the way to the end but mm. you know there 
was. Um, she's got this great quote. She has this blog um, on her website, HelenWyman.com. I think it's that, and it? it must be something like that. But she said, um, with four or five laps to go, I knew the race was won, barring a mechanical issue. My pitman was now chatting to Dean Downing rather than shouting up time gaps. So I took this as confirmation that there was no stress in my situation. <laughs> <laughs> her like psyche right what the fuck are you doing tell me where i'm going i suppose if you're not telling me anything i must be doing all right (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome Uh, your your mechanic just wanders off to have a chat and a drink with someone else you must be in pretty good shape huh i suppose i suppose the only the only way you could think you're doing better is if they're chatting up some if they're chatting up some pretty lady at the side of the road (laughs) 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 well you're sweating to death (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so why? I mean, um, all, everyone should always read Helen's blogs all the time because she's just really funny. She's got one that's on cycling news at the moment so about her road season, so everyone can go and read that. So um, Helen won the final race, Stoke, yay! And Annie Simpson um, uh, won the won the series. And um, Annie was just she's just finished university this year. She's been like combining being a you know being a student with cycling and working to pay her money. So. It's really good news. Simpsons, she's really, she's a really nice girl. So, you know, that was good too. And, you know, uh, Matrix, Matrix, Matrix Prendus won the team series. And that's good because they're my favorite team in the world. <laughs> One of the many. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great news though. Uh, great campaign for everyone then. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and we don't get that much room with women's racing. Generally, if you want, I mean, it's a bit like being an Oz, I guess, except at least you have a summer season, don't you? But if you want to be a good rider, you have to, you know, you just have to go. If you want to be a top flight rider, you've got to be, you've got to go overseas, you know. And admittedly, it's not very much sea. <laughs> <laughs> Relative, relative to relative to what the Aussie girls do, you know. Well, yes, it. technically you can swim across yours. People have done that, <laughs> although not with a bike, as far as I know. I would, well, that would be one hell of a triathlon, wouldn't it? <laughs> You've got to drag your bike across the channel. <laughs> you can swim. In, where would you do? You'd swim across the channel, then you'd run to the Alpe d'Huez. <laughs> Cycle up the Alpe d'Huez. I think that's a triathlon. I'll, 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 I'll phone up Iron Man and, and offer it to them. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Wow. Uh, and anyone who who actually signs up for that course should definitely be tagged as a troublemaker and instigator. <laughs> or just, or just going yes. And here's here. Let let these men in little. Let these little men in white coats take you away and explain the rules. <laughs> <laughs> You need to wear a special cycling jacket with long sleeves. <laughs> to keep yourself warm. <laughs> the swimming in the channel. Oh, no. Anyway, so third race of the weekend, because, you know, we're only halfway through. It's going to take forever. It's amazing. I know. <laughs> third weekend was Giro Trentino. And I told you last week about Trentino. It used to be three, three, three days. And it used to have some of the most epically mad mountain stages you've ever seen. They just used to be beautiful. But they've really suffered with money. And their cunning plan was rather than drop, was to drop down to two days. So presumably they only had to pay like, you know, one, two nights accommodation for the riders and that. Um, but they put three stages in it, yeah? Yep. So we started. So the, the the start list was absolutely jam packed with all the climbing riders. Yeah, because they, you know, this is the one time they have mountains, yes. and I really felt for them. And no then mountains. they sneakily took all the mountains out. That was pretty clever. I know. It's brilliant. So you've got people like um, Emma Pooley and Judith Arms, and you know, just there waiting for the mountains. 
However, there's a thing about Emma Pooley. So although there weren't mountains, there were hills. <laughs> <laughs> they may have been only 200 metres. <laughs> but yeah, so we start off stage one, 99 kilometres. Um, um, our, our drink. They've just they're they've just won they've just won Rabo Stir, yeah. Yep. But they're not satisfied with that. So you kind of then start off with Sharon Laws going out early, and then the Pooleys attacking with you to aunt, and then they're caught. And I think everyone gave it a go, but I think on the um, as they're coming up to the, like the last, so they've got the last climbs about halfway through the race, yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the last climb, I think it's um, Pooley, uh, Linda Willemson from Green Edge, and Noemi Cantelay of be pink attack and they just go through the three of them go together they're all really shit hot time trialists uh-huh. <laughs> it was really funny um they were joined by um charlotte becker from uh, specialized and olga zabalinskaya and i can't say this name fast malgazata jasinska of m, Ch- of m. cipollini and uh Kova from uh michaela fanini and rossello ratto and i'll tell you a little bit more about rossello ratto in a minute but anyway they've got this group there are about eight riders and in them Pooley's a former world champion time trialer yeah yep. linda villanson basically comes second in the world all the time is just completely on fire uh noemi cantelay charlotte becker olga, olga zablinskaya are all like their national time trial championship champions. Yep. So that was a group that I think that could ride together. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, I can't even imagine who, you know, I think they just put on hideous turns and dropped the rest of the peloton. I mean, it was really good fun um, to watch it, to watch it play out on Twitter because, you know, riders like that. And, you know, when they get to that point where they suddenly start attacking each other, and of course it's Pooley, and she attacked at 3km to go, and she's caught. And then when they caught her, she just attacked again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that moment where everyone takes a breath. Fuck, she took a... Oh, damn it, she's ridden off again. Exactly. And I think actually Willemson, well, Green Edge would, I mean, I suppose Green Edge would say this, but Green Edge was saying that Willemson was basically glued to her back wheel. Fuck, she's gone, I've got her. Fuck, she's gone, I've got her. So they're, um, they're sprinting. Uh, it's an uphill sprint. And Noemi Cantelay won, you know, Italian champion in the Tricolore jersey, winning the first stage of Trentino. It's all good. Um, Willemson just behind her and the rest of the group all have the same amount of of time yeah so we end up with top eight in the um gc cool okay cool much pasta was had that night yeah much pasta so day two is like a 63 kilometer stage they have and and i should say the next group came in three minutes and 27 behind yeah so the gc is down to these eight riders yeah so stage the next day get up in the morning nice little 63 kilometer um ride it's a four lap Four laps of the course. It's got a climb and a descent in the middle of it. Yeah. Yep. So the first climb, Emma Pooley's leading over the GPM points, attacking. Fun times. By the second time, they've got four riders gone. Yeah. Okay. They've got Fabiana Luperini, who's won this race like a hundred times or something, or won a hundred mm. stages or something. Uh, Greta Trier, uh, former world champion Tatiana Goderzo, and Sharon Laws, who just seems to have spent the last couple of weeks attacking like a lunatic. Which you know. Yay, Sharon. Um, <laughs> so they're all attacking. They go crazy. Uh, on the last lap, Luperini jumps, yeah? And Sharon Laws is the only person who can chase her, and she's chasing and chasing, and she nearly catches him, and nearly catches her, but Luperini crosses the line first. And there's a photo of her looking like the most miserable fucking stage winner you've ever seen. She's like got this like face like a, I have won the race. 
<laughs> yeah, I am the winner. Very serious. So, yeah, so that was... But um, no change on the GC, because just behind that group, <laughs> about, you know, about, say, 35 seconds, about, um, about 51 seconds back, yep. is this group that has Noemi Cantelay, Linda Willemson, Olga Zabalinskaya, Emma Pooley, Rosella Ratto, Alexandra Berchenkova. So, you know, it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so it all is coming down to a five-kilometre ITT in the afternoon. Yep. Yeah. And out of those, I mean, I, I, it, it's a really interesting group because they're all shit-hot time trialists, yeah? They're really, they're, you know, they're really strong. And... Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're watching, you know, you're watching the, the figures come up and, you know, counting down. And I thought Uda Arndt would win. They're starting off with figures around eight minutes and say about eight, eight and a half minutes. Yeah. And then eight, eight minutes, 20 are the best times. And Uda Arndt picks it up and she finishes um, at 7.57. Yeah. Yeah. Only prior to hit the eight, eight minute mark. And that's, I think, oh, well, that's it. Stage over. You know, we can just, we'll just, we'll just watch the GC competition now. And then you've kind of got the GC contenders turning up. And um, Pooley, I'm really surprised that she did so well, actually, because, you know, Pooley's generally, you want a harder course and a longer course, but Pooley finishes at 8.07. And then Zabalinskaya finished at eight eight minutes, uh, eight minutes and like 0.7 seconds or something. And you've only got two riders left. And then Linda Villanson starts, and she's she's doing so well at the moment. It's great. Um, But she finishes with 7.53. Oh, my goodness. Ah! yes so she won so it's it's like that's it game over she's won the stage and she's won the race and it's really good um it's her first stage race win since 2009 and and she's had she's had a kind of she had a kind of off couple of years and it's so nice to see her back on top and um green edge basically must be just you know cheering themselves on for having actually signed her because she's just been just fantastic um yes hurrah that's excellent. Good stuff. All right, I'm going to give you a moment to take one large deep breath, and then uh, we'll launch launch into the next race because it does not stop. <laughs> it doesn't stop, and it's in bloody America. Um, yeah, <laughs> Nature Valley Grand Prix. Yes, um, but it starts off as six stages. Um, it's in Minnesota. It's in all sorts of different places. It's got like it starts off with a whole load of races that are quite um, that are quite critty. Um, starts off with a seven-kilometer ITT. Yeah, Carmen Small wins that for Optum, presented by Kelly Benefit Strategies, which is another name that trips off the tongue. Mm. Um, so she wins. She wins the first. She wins the first stage. The first um, stage, and she won it actually. Um, she says she was fueled by anger because while Small and her teammates were looking out the co- were, were checking out the course, some fucker broke into their team, sc- team car and stole three bags containing pretty much everything. So their team director lost their laptop and her passport, and she's a Brit in America, so it's really hard. And, you know, um, Carmen Small lost her wallet and her money. But um, she had this joke that they, they, were, they were obviously not cyclists. Because they left all their expensive bike wheels in the yeah, car. Yeah, exactly. If if only they had known what they were leaving behind. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, I think small small fueled with anger rides out and wins it. Yeah. Mm, mm. Um, and then later that night, it's the St Paul's Downtime Crit, which is about fifty-five kilometres. The American races are done by miles, and it's a little bit confusing if you're easily confused. Yeah. Um, I was told there would be no math. 
told you to do all my math for me? Uh, yes, you owe me a beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that means um, you, you go to the bar and buy the round. That's perfect. No, 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 no. You owe me a beer. No, no, no. I'm doing the maths. And the maths says that that's, you go to the bar and buy the round. No, you said I would do all the maths for you. You owe me a beer. <laughs> That's basically how my maths works. Awesome. So, <laughs> so it's also this is another race with loads and loads of bonnies as well. Yeah. So it's same sort of thing as um, Ravoster. You've got riders kicking it in the intermediate sprints for the bonnies. They're just going round and round and round and round these little quick courses. Fun times. Um, stage two is won by Teresa Cliff Ryan from Exergy, who's uh-huh. having a great. She's American. She's she's. She's based in the USA. Um, she, 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 you know, she must have a real life or something. <laughs> She's based in the USA, and like in the Exergy tour, she actually stole a stage off Ina Yoko Tutenberg, which is very, very, very hard to do. She's a really fantastic sprinter, and so she won that one. Yeah. Um, then the next day, they all got up, and they were supposed to be riding a road race of seventy-four miles, but they couldn't because I think they had like the apocalypse. <laughs> Yeah, um, I remember seeing the sort of tweets explode about that with, you know, lightning everywhere, tornadoes, and um, yeah, yeah. pretty sure the angel of death was seen at several points, (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was kind of like, you know, the pale horse on the course, you know, it was just bonkers weather, yeah, hailstones the size of your head, you know, so Mm. they cancelled. Which was probably the right decision, let's be fair, they, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm really thinking hard on the fuck up. Um, it's funny, <laughs> in all the reports, when they describe it, they describe it as the men's race DSs refuse to ride. And you can kind of imagine the women lining up going, yeah, what the fuck, we'll ride. <laughs> and then the race got cancelled. Um, <clears throat> but it's the second time this very stage has been cancelled in three years, mm-hmm. which you think, yeah, dear race, dear race organisers, it's probably on the hell mouth. Possibly is, yes. Um, <laughs> it, it's one of those weird sort of things, though. I do find it very interesting, and, and on a slightly serious moment for a uh, note for a moment, promise it won't be very long. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, I think full credit to the race organisers for taking rider safety into account and all that sort of thing, because it is it's kind of easy to just sort of go, oh, we'll push ahead and hopefully it'll be okay, we'll call it on you know, the stage if we need to. Um, you know, so credit has to go to those who, who made a very tough decision because it, it hurts the race, it hurts the teams, it's not what anyone really wants, but sometimes it's what you need to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then um, insert another joke about the Hellmouth and Apocalypse <laughs> and, and stuff here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe that's what the, uh, maybe the riders just went off and like slayed the vampires or something. <laughs> and say, never know. So anyway, so stage maybe three that's what it was. The whole thing was a cover uh, to get the riders there to close the hellmouth <laughs> and save us all from the apocalypse. Thank you, riders. Job well yeah. done. Wink. See, wink. And, and 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 people wonder why I'm a fan of women's cycling. Yes, indeed. <laughs> this is the fourth apocalypse they've prevented just this month. They've yeah, been yeah, busy. yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't see Tom Bone. You don't see Tom Bonin coming and slaying vampires, do you? It's all good. <laughs> It's, it's so, why the intermediate sprints are so important. You've got to level up so that you can, you know, get the job done. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
So stage four, um, it's a sprint, it's a crit, Teresa Cliff Ryan wins it again. Stage five is a, is a, ro- is a road race, it's 131 kilometres and they get hills. And they started off on wet roads and it's like sunny and then the men I think rode in some torrential downpour because, you know, all I know about Minnesota, the weather's insane. So um, it's a big road race and people were thinking, yeah, this is the opportunity to try and um, attack and to get some time and but you know it, it and riders did they really tried everyone tried fun times um and then you end up with um so then you end up xg 2012 by setting up their sprint tra- sprint train you know clearly wanting another cliff ryan win yeah mm. and suddenly you get emilia farlene and Lo- lauren roney from uh specialized Lulu. They, they kind of sneak, you know, the trains are setting up, the trains are setting up, everyone's being very well behaved and going with the trains, and Amelia just sneaks around all the trains and just starts going for it. <laughs> she said afterwards, she was like trying to lead out Lauren, and she kept trying to lead out Lauren, but accidentally won the stage herself. <laughs> <laughs> it happens sometimes. You know. Yeah, I think she was waiting, I think she was waiting for Rowney to kind of come past her, and Rowney was going, no, no, you have the win. So it was lovely. And they got these photos of them afterwards with like really big smiles, like as if they're yeah. laughing. And it was a really nice, um, it was just a really nice stealing the win, basically. And, you know, all, all good. You've got, to, you've got to love riders like that. Awesome, yeah. Oh, it's always fun when... Uh, yeah. When riders are having fun and being cheeky, I support cheeky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More, more, please, more, please. But yeah, I mean, you know, don't want to be, don't want to be one hundred percent serious all the time. So it comes down to the last stage, and Carmen Small's just been eating up all the um, all the intermediate sprint points, and her teams. If she's not eating them up, her team are eating them up. They're working really, really hard, and they've got this final one. And now they call it a crit, and this is a bit mad because. Generally, crit. You think crit and you think flat, right? Generally, yeah. Yeah. This one calls itself a crit, but it's like a 1.4 mile lap, yeah? Uh-huh. Which is, I don't know, that's about what? It's like kilometer? 300 kilometers. It's, yeah. <laughs> you, also, you owe me a bit. <laughs> so it calls itself a crit, but in the middle of this lap, it's got a climb that's 22%. <laughs> and uh, in metric, that's like 47%. You owe me another bit. Yeah, and they've got to go down it as well, so it's completely bonkers. You're like, hang on, how do you call that a crit? That's just like Chinese water torture. That's like. <laughs> so they're riding, and um, Megan Garnier of, of Tibco. I mean, I haven't mentioned it before, but pretty much every stage. Oh yeah, and there's Megan Garnier attacking. Ah, oh, there she is. So she had another go. You know, it's the final stage of the race. So off she goes, and she just went crazy, and she just got away, and it was brilliant. I think she. Got, she kept trying and getting pulled back and then she got away in about lap 7 of 13 and so yeah so she won um, very you know good for her um, awesome. and she won her most aggressive jersey most aggressive jersey um, unfortunately for her she only won by 17 seconds because behind her is like a whole like riding team of Optum Kelly just like going ha we'll get Carmen to take the win so yeah so Carmen Small won hooray Carmen Small that's really exciting she's I mean sometimes you think well I like I like races where the jersey changes hands quite a lot but this time, you just think, fuck, that was just, you know, really, really well ridden by her and her team. So, you know, hats off. Well done. <sighs> if I were wearing a hat, I would definitely <laughs> take it off or perhaps tip it. But I'm not, so I just scratched my head, um, which everyone needed to know. 
<laughs> wow. Um, so, just so I'm clear, this has been huge, but are we done with the week yet? Or no. does it just not stop? Yeah, you might think that that was enough racing, but it's totally not. It's just, oh, fucking hell. We just keep going because it's National Champions Week, yeah? And For, for and a lot of nations, there are some nations, Australia, um, <laughs> who, who do their championships at a different time of the year and get judged by the rest of the world for, you know, being so awesome. Yeah, it, it, well, it makes sense, doesn't it? You're all down there, um, you're, it's all sunny, um, it's happy days, you're, you know, it, it's, it, it's kind of, you can kind of see why they do, you know, you can see why they do it. It doesn't, it's not completely insane, like most, like the rest of Australia. Well, no, <laughs> the rest of Australia is not at all insane, it just wants to kill you and eat you. Yeah. And, and and the poor things. I mean, I do feel for I do feel for the poor Aussies because it's not like you can nip back home, race nationals, and nip back to Europe. Simply, is it? It's a, it's a little harder. Um, apparently, they're looking at bringing out a class. Um, sort of, it's not first class. It's not business class. It's hyperbaric chamber class. Um, <laughs> And so you can you can basically do some stealth altitude training uh, on your flight over and back, but it costs like seven hundred trillion dollars uh, each way. And uh, because I've yet again done the math, you owe me another beer. <laughs> Wouldn't you get the same effect just by like reducing the amount of oxygen in the cabin? The other passengers seem to take that personally. Selfish bastards. Oh. Damn it! I say, well, maybe when you're sending your Olympic squads over, you can just like, charter a plane and have them just full of, you know, full of like oxygen-starved Aussies that hopefully their bodies are making red blood cells. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, if we advertised it as increasing the effects of alcohol, it probably would go over reasonably well. <laughs> yeah, I thought all Aussies were dry flights. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wishful one thinking. Way, one way yeah, to get so, a ride on a plane. <laughs> so, so what? With national champions, loads of the weekend. We've had a couple. I'm not going to go all of them because there's, there's just two that are quite interesting. There's the ITT Championships in the Netherlands, um, not ridden by Mariana Voss. I think every other Dutch woman was going, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> At that news. Weirdly, she still won. That's crazy. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, Mariana accidentally rode around the course to see to see how it's you know just just to kind of get to do it for training and well, accidentally won the race. <laughs> she, she just wanted to be at the finish line and congratulate the winner, and it turned out it was her. Um, yeah. Given the state of her collarbone, she was actually able to pat herself on the back rather easily. So <laughs> yeah, so Voss 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 wasn't there, and so the ITT is won by won by Ellen Van Dyke, and Van Dyke's such a fun rider. I, I know I say that about everyone, so you know, sorry, but she is. <laughs> And so she's won it. So that's specialised Lululemon's first national jersey of the of the season. But I, I'm cunningly predicting that when we see them at the end of this of, nas of nationals week, they are going to be back in their usual, you know, flags of many colours. <laughs> well, and, and that's great for the team, but it's also a little disappointing because I happen to think that uh, they have one of the better kits uh, around this season. So uh, you know, I'm going to miss it. Yeah, but have you seen their? Have you seen what they do with their time trial um, skin suits? They basically just replace the kits with the colour of the nation. So Clara Hughes is in the like the, the like you know the specialised optical illusion style kit, but it's bright red and white. Um, uh, Evie Stevens is wearing it in that kind of dark blue for America. Uh -huh. It's 
I don't know what they're going to do if Farlene wins the uh, <laughs> wins the Swedish ITT again because I think that kit in um, in Swedish yellow and blue might actually burn my eyes out of my head. <laughs> There's only really one way to find this out. So, uh, that's by- some yeah. <laughs> so, someone with connections to a cutting edge pharmaceutical company, can you put a set of eyeballs on uh, ice and keep them ready for an emergency transplant? We want to find out if Sarah's eyes burn out. <laughs> well, you know, I've always said about Kit that I like them to be very, very classy and discreet and minimalist, or I like them to be batshit insane. Like, in my head, it's one or the other, and everything is very terribly disappointing this year because, you know, a fluoro is not enough. You should be doing fluoro and swirls. You know, it's, it's all bring on the madness. That's what I say. Well, I, actually, I think we're close to the point where um, we'll be able to get flexible LED screens worked into the kit so that <laughs> you'll actually have rolling messages from the sponsors oh, on, the, on the riders' backs. And, uh, yeah, that will oh, be really oh. interesting. Yeah, but you know what you need to do is not have messages from the sponsors. You need to have messages from the managers to the other riders. <laughs> Forget race radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep, keep, keep up with me, you fucker. You know, or... <laughs> that would just descend into schoolyard bullying. Everyone says, insert least favourite team name here, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> just be a peloton full of name calling and, and insults. It would be yeah. awesome. Which, to be fair, is what happens now. It's just we don't see it. <laughs> In the men's side, I mean. <laughs> yeah, and the other national championship of, of import that happened today was the Italian uh, women's road race. It's really interesting because it's really hard, and you can tell that because there's only been, like, one person to have won it two years in a row for the last 25 years or something uh, when Monia Bacale did it. Yep. Um, this year, it was won by Giada Borgato of Diodora Pastazara, and she is um, 23, and she's you know working really hard. She's she, you know she's uh, leading out Georgia Bronzini, but she said afterwards that she'd she'd been thinking earlier in the year of dropping out of cycling completely. <laughs> she said that you know she hadn't been doing very well, and she wasn't getting the results, and she was thinking, is it really worth it? And her family sat her down and went, no, no, it's of course it's worth it. Keep going, keep going. You know, you'll get there. And she became national champion, and that's lovely. That I is think lovely. It's, lovely. That is it's lovely. very sweet. <laughs> and and you know the the support of family and friends and people who are willing to say yes, chase your dreams. I like that. That's nice. Yeah, it's and um, yeah, and it's and it's just especially. It's because I think she'd said that she was worried that, you know, she wasn't going to college and that, you know, she'd she'd mess up the rest of her life after cycling because, you know, it's not like it brings in that much money. But, you know, she's a national champion now and that means a lot. It means a huge amount in Italy because, mm. you know, she's beaten like, a, her trade teammate, Giorgia Bronzini, who's like been world champion for the last two years. Yep. And Tatiana Goderzo, who was world champion the year before that. So, you know, it's um, it's all good, really. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And that, my dear, is the end of my race update. Oh, oh. well, I, I feel like I need a cigarette. Um, that was awesome. Uh, and you don't smoke? Uh, only when I'm on fire. <laughs> and with such a, a huge week going on, uh, it's been pretty amazing. And there's been a lot to sort of try and, and keep up with. And I have to admit, I'm not entirely the best at keeping up with things anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So I found myself last night having a, a moment of crisis because I was like, holy shit, I need to come up with a crazy idea. Usually <laughs> crazy ideas are really easy for me because 
you know, it helps they're, to be crazy. Well, when you when you're crazy, they're just ideas, and so <laughs> you can have them all the time. Um, so I actually I did two rather unexpected things in pursuit of this week's crazy idea. One, uh-huh. I sat down and thought about it. Weird. Weird. And I'm then ready. Then two, I did like at least a total of like thirty seconds of research on Google. Oh my god! I know it's amazing. So this could be either the best or worst crazy idea ever. <laughs> it's hard to say. Are we? Re- I'm, I'm well. I'm ready. That's with that build up. I'm kind of. Okay. You know, I've, I've made sure. I've made sure that you know I'm, I'm sitting securely on my chair and I'm Good. ready. You're braced. Bra- braced and ready. All right. So I've decided, um, and we've sort of touched on some of this before. Last week, you know, I was like, we need a meta sponsor, blah, 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 which is still a valid idea. Hollywood, I'm waiting for your call. You seem to have, <laughs> you know, let it slide this week. I don't know why. Get the fuck on it. Um, yeah. Because I, my, my guarantee of last week still stands. I will brand the fuck out of your movie. <laughs> but... I'm, I'm moving on because, you know, among other things, uh, there's a school of thought that says, look, if we could just get live coverage of these races, uh, you know, around the world, then more people would watch, there would be more interest and things would get better and so on and so forth. And I happen to think that there is merit. I don't think it, uh, any one of these things will actually be the ultimate silver bullet that solves everything. But I do agree. We need a global online broadcast sponsor. Okay. So, this person, well, this uh, organization, this large, uh-huh. large, nameless sack of na- money um, <laughs> that I shall soon apply names to, um, will provide X millions of dollars for us to do several very important things. One, we will mm-hmm. have cameras and coverage at races. Two, yeah. We will stream this over the internet live to anyone who wishes to see it, rather than go with traditional broadcasters. And and three, and this is where the real opportunity for for the right sort of ballsy investor, although what's the the women's equivalent of a ballsy investor? Because, you know, it seems like, (laughs) you know, our our entire language is a bit um, gender biased in this this regard. A a rider with really big ovaries, that just not doesn't sound right. Um, well, I, does size matter with ovaries? I don't know. I, I'm, I confess to a certain level of ignorance on the subject of ovaries. So, but we're talking about a real ovarian investor. There we go. All right. Um, so big brass ovaries. That's what we yeah. need from an investor. Because then we will also invent and develop the technology to make all of this smoother and better and you will own the technological opportunity to completely revolutionize broadcasting in general live events specifically and Uh the internet overall yeah so then i did a little bit of research um (laughs) which involved typing in top brands into google because you know yeah i'm pretty lazy and i found a website that has like the top 50 brands which seems to be based on how much money they have seems uh-huh. as, as good a measure as any. Um, uh-huh. And the interesting thing is that, like, all the traditional sort of sports sponsors that you might think of, because, you know, I've had people mention, you know, like the big sporting brands like Nike or Adidas or Reebok or whatever, you know, none of whom who have a uh, specific or direct or, or large interest in cycling anyway. 
They're mm-hmm. way down the list. Like, Nike comes in at number 30. Who gives a fuck? Uh-huh. Seriously. I mean, they're only, what, eight places above Pepsi. It's embarrassing for everyone. Let's just move on from, from that idea. But if you come back to the top of the list, yeah. holy shit, this is a good list. Uh, at the very top, we have Apple, who, you know, okay. in addition to being evil, own everything. Um <laughs> Then we have Google, who, despite the thing, uh, the, the little credo of don't be evil, get slammed by everyone for being evil. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I should add at this point that um, my favourite thing to toast is too evil, so, you know, <laughs> not opposed to this at all. Microsoft currently sit at number three, which just seems like some kind of a rounding error to me, but, but apparently, you know, they've still got tons of money from, I don't know, businesses who just keep renewing their licenses without paying attention <laughs> or something. Anyway, point being, the rest of the, the top part of the list is rounded out by tech companies or mega companies or, or whatever. But we're talking about, you know, cashed up businesses with an interest. Now, I think we should target Google because... Um, you know, they already dominate the the online video space with their uh-huh. little YouTube experiment, which seems to be going okay. The kids kind of like it. Um, uh-huh. And so I think if we provide them with the opportunity to completely revolutionize broadcasting as it's understood today, you know, give me $2 million, I'll invent a system. And, and That's yeah. awesome. And you do know that every pretty much every single race is actually being videoed all the time. And this is the thing that's frustrating about it. It's people go, oh, it will cost so much money to get cameras there. They're already fucking there. Mm. It's so annoying. But, yeah, so... Well, see, that, that's the thing actually. is that, like, the, the traditional model of broadcasting, you know, you've got to negotiate rights and deals with all the different territories and and that sort of thing. And I imagine it's, it's not even an easy task for a race organiser to take on with something like the Tour de France. Um, mm. You know, let's eliminate that. We'll just make it so much simpler. And on the other end of it, you know, we've got a, a revenue stream sitting right by. I'm sure that there are, you know tens if not hundreds of people in the world who would um you know willingly lay down i don't know let's say i'd go i'd 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 be willing to go you know 50 bucks 100 bucks a year to to get every race when i wanted or something like that well there are a number of people who sign up to eurosports online site which you basically pay your money and never get any races (laughs) i I heard there were actually like 15 people who'd signed up to that it was pretty amazing (laughs) Um, and cycling TV is another one, isn't it? But yeah, you know, we yeah. could we get, it couldn't get any worse. But well, since you said that, actually, it reminds me from my old days in charities because we used to look at, um, you know, we used to look at uh, when the lists came out of which charity had the most amounts of money sitting around in their bank accounts. Yeah. Yep. And in Britain, the biggest, the charity with the most amount of money, we're talking literally millions and millions of pounds just sitting around, lying around, is a donkey sanctuary. So, you know, where they take little sick donkeys to go, you know, to, 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 to be made better? I mean, they're, they're, I don't even know how they can't be that many donkeys in Britain. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sure I would have said something witty, but I was opening and closing my mouth and nothing was coming out. I was just shocked. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically, it says something very bad about the British psyche, yeah? So, but 
maybe we can make it work to our advantage because if we could get a donkey sanctuary to, you know, they've got so much money that say giving, I mean, I don't even know how much it costs to run a women's cycling team, but you know, it's less than the men, average men's team that they spend on, on, on giving people a good time at the Tour de France. You I'm, know pretty what I mean? sure, like, I'm pretty sure it's basically the same as sponsoring a kid from Africa. It's like a can of Coke a day and you've got a women's team. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's about, you know, so, so you know, say you're looking at, I mean, if I said 50 grand, I can imagine, like, women's teams all over the world just laughing at me, going, 50 grand? I'd love to have 50 grand. But, yeah, but what I'm thinking is, so for the measly sum of, say, 250 grand a year, yep. maybe, maybe actually go 500 grand a year, the Donkey Sanctuary can run a team, yeah, mm. and in return, that team will look after a donkey for a year. Well, I was just going to say, it's actually, it makes perfect sense to me because that saves on transport costs too. You just load all the bikes up on your donkey. <laughs> take your donkey to the next race. Uh, yeah, and it would get a lot of time. You know, I'm sure and if you had... It's not going to have trouble crossing the Alps or anything like that. Like... <laughs> and it would sit there happily at the beginning of each race and little children would come and pet it. Mm. And it would be loved by the riders and they'd feed it carrots and energy bars and it would be a very happy donkey. And you might so... even be able to, you know, like dye the, the team kit uh, design into its uh, coat or, or something like that. Yeah, I like this idea a lot. It's... Yeah, and... I have to say, your crazy idea is much better than my crazy idea this week. <laughs> oh no, I do, I do like the idea of a team sponsored by Apple because the other thing is, imagine, you know, it's a bit like when HTC started sponsoring um, High Road. Yeah, yep. suddenly the riders of all the all the you know the men and the women suddenly start being were given these amazing phones and they suddenly start tweeting pictures and tweeting and blogging yeah. and it's really good. Um, but see, with that, that's going to have to be a rival like Samsung because honestly, Apple doesn't give a shit about anyone. Uh, they don't need that kind of exposure because guess what? You've all got fucking iPhones anyway. So, you know, just give up on Apple. That's a pipe dream. But Google, Google's scared of Facebook. Google's worried about Apple. Google's got a lot of people who hate it. So, you know. So, so they can do no evil by sponsoring women's teams. Exactly. Exactly. I think we're on to, so, um, do you want to write the email or shall I? Well, I, I just assumed that um, because this is on the internet, Google already knew. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah. tracking. They're tracking us even now, and someone's going, "Yeah, that's a good idea." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, um, or, or some bastard from Australia has just called us evil again. <laughs> Quick, put him on the list. <laughs> All his search results return stats, <laughs> stats pages from now on. <laughs> Yeah, maths, maths, maths questions. Uh, I'm actually having a weird deja vu, which is quite fun. What's what's <laughs> weird deja vu? Well, no, I'm just going. I'm sure I've had this conversation before about Google about Google coming to get you. Oh but right, I yes. I think generally that's just that's just what I imagine your life to be with you know your ever growing list of enemies. <laughs> anyway, it's true. We've been on We've been on for hours tonight, so the only thing I just want to say is, the only other thing I want to say is that we've got um, the best, 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 best women's race in the world starts next week, uh, Giro Don. Um, this is the women's equivalent of Giro d'Italia. It's the only women's race left on the calendar that's over seven stages long, and that runs from the 29th of June to the um, 8th of July. So, you know, look out for that. It's going to be great. And, you know, all the national champions this week sh ships with this weekend, you know, apart from those crazy Australians and that kind of thing, it's um, New Jersey's. New Jersey's all round, which mm. is a good thing. Shout out to New Jersey, home of the boss. <laughs>
Yeah. And The Sopranos <laughs> and you know, Jersey Shore. Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up and uh, really looking forward to the Gerodon. I will try and do better with my crazy idea for next week. Yeah, it wasn't crazy enough, but I'm sure I have I faith. I, will, I, have faith. I, I think that's the problem. I think I got sidetracked into actually trying to solve a problem. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mate, next time, leave common sense at home. I want something completely, completely hat stand next week, please. It, it was my own fault for trying to help, <laughs> I, I admit. I, yeah, next week's going to involve pantsless Pat McQuaid or something like that. And on that pleasant note, <laughs> I, I need to go and have a brain gargle. No, no one's coming back next week. <laughs> <laughs> so on pantsless, pantsless, pantsless Pat McQuaid, um, it just falls to me to say good night, everyone. <laughs> Sleep well. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.